Well, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Um, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content for their social media platforms, uh, be it video, animation, aerial work, photography, graphical, all sorts of different types of stuff. Over the years, I've worked with many different influencers, helping them create social media content, learning as I go along as well. I'm having worked in social media myself for a long, long time and marketing and audio marketing and visual marketing for a very long time. And a few years ago, it became very obvious when I was running my own business that not every brand, not every business had the money to spend on having content created for them consistently. And social media is all about consistency. It's all about having regular content going out, making sure you've been seen, making sure your brand is being heard, making sure the value that you've got to give is being seen by your audience and potentially new audience members as well, so that they can become part of your community, keep giving, keep getting connections, keep emotionally connecting with the content that you're putting out, and then eventually become hopefully a customer further down the line. And that's what these broadcasts are all about, is me trying to help you understand what you can do yourself as a brand and as a business, but most importantly, for free. I sat down and I created a process. I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I took that nine times your social media process. I turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon. You can still download it right now. It's available in the section below. And it's a process that takes you through everything from marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and all the other stuff that goes in between as well, be it videos, memes, blogging, all that kind of stuff. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. If you are, like I say, a B2B or a B2C business, is influencer marketing something that you should be looking at for your brand or for your business? And the honest answer is, is yes kind of in a roundabout way. You've got to be careful when it comes to influencer marketing and understanding what it is that you're trying to do with your influencer marketing. Are you trying to draw people to your page? Are you trying to get an influencer to sell more of your products? All that kind of stuff. But once you understand exactly what it is that you're trying to do with an influencer for your brand, then it's a case of literally going out there and finding out who you want to talk to and reaching out and getting them to help you out. If you are somebody who makes soaps, then who in your sector is an influencer and selling a lot of soap and then get that person to potentially talk about your soap because they think your soap's pretty awesome. If you are a beard product person, the same thing. But you could also look at it as if you're a B2B business. So if you're a service-based business like us, um, as a visual marketing agency, as a video marketing agency, I could get other people like Peter McKinnon, who's a great, huge video creator who could see my content and the content that we've created a business and go, I like what this guy's got to say. I like the content his business makes. I'm going to mention that business within my content if he's happy to pay me money. That's the thing you've got to be really careful about is you don't want to go to an influencer, offer them a load of cash just because they're a big influencer. They've got to align with your values, your ethics, who it is that you are actually talking to. There's no point if you are a clothing brand and selling clothing to a 50-year-old female going to someone like Zoella who's going to appreciate what you do but is more likely going to be speaking to a young teenager who's wanting to buy beauty products. Because, yes, Zoella's got a huge audience, but you're probably going to waste your money because she's not going to be talking to the right people for you. <clears throat> so it's about 
always this level of actually putting some research into it, finding out who that person is and how they actually work with their brand and their business. And knowing these people, knowing the likes of Zoella and Alfie and, and George and people like Steve Booker and Ben Brown and people like that, as I do, I know this is how they work. They work with brands that they feel they have a connection with, that they feel are in line with their ethics, in line with their mindset. So they are the influencers of today are getting more and more savvy about this. And rather than just quick hand out and grab a quick book, they're actually starting to work with brands that they give a damn about. And with whatever that particular brand's USP is, they'll care about that as well. Be it a brand that is like, we don't want to create plastic drinks bottles anymore, so we're going to create glass drinks bottles, that kind of thing. So who can they work with and who is working alongside with those ethics? It's finding out who's going to work alongside with what you actually do as a brand and as a business. Um, so if you are a vegan product business, then who do you know who is a vegan an influencer and in line not only with your ethics, but also with what your product is capable of doing? And it's the same, like I say, as a service-based business. Find people who are influencers in your marketplace. There's a guy very local to me, actually, called Carl Reader. He is an accountancy firm. He runs an accountancy firm, but he's also an accountancy or um, like an accountancy software influencer. He has a huge audience on Twitter and on um, Instagram and on YouTube, and he does a lot of international keynote speaking. But he's an accountant. Would you ever have thought an accountant would be an influencer? Well, within their marketplace, they can be. You don't have to be an influencer that appeals to everybody on the planet. Not everybody is PewDiePie. Not everybody is Zoella or Alfie Days or that like. Sometimes it's a much smaller audience, but still in the tens, twenties, thirties, hundreds of thousands of people will want to consume that person's content. So you've got to think about how that's going to align with your brand, with your business, and actually how who you can find that's going to work well for you to use them as an influencer. The other thing that you've got to be uber careful about is actually that they have an audience that is engaged about what they talk about. So a lot of influencers in the past, and I'm not saying this is what happens now, but a lot of influencers in the past were seem to potentially be buying their followership, maybe buying likes, buying comments, all that kind of thing. And that's why platforms and companies like um, Stephen Bartlett's company, um, Social Chain, created pieces of software and worked with developers to be able to prove that brands were maybe spending a lot of money with a certain influencer, but that influencer had taken that money, used a small amount of it, bought a bunch of likes on the content that they were putting out for that particular brand. So it looked good in the analytics, but then social chain were coming along running their software and going, hang on, you've bought all these and you've bought all these comments. This is a load of crap. You don't actually have any engagement on your channel. And so you've got to be super careful. If you're going to work with an influencer, start doing some research as well. Find out how their content is actually engaged with, with their audience. If they have a million subscribers, but only get a thousand views per video, you can be fairly certain they don't have a very engaged audience. In fact, you know for a fact they don't have an engaged audience because 999,000 people are not watching their content. Why is that? 
Is that because they've bought the other 999,000 people and they've got a million subscribers, but actually they've only really got a 1,000 people who give a damn about what they've got to say? Or have they built up a million subscribers doing a completely different type of content, switched to what they do now, which is in line with your business, but actually the audience they've got doesn't really work because they haven't got enough people actually engaged in their content. You've got to be really careful. You've got to go out there. You've got to do that research. You've got to look at the likes. You've got to look at their demographic breakdowns, male, female, where they are in the world, all that kind of stuff. Again, if you are geographically based in Berkshire, for example, in the UK, and you only sell two people in Berkshire because you can't afford to ship out any further than that, then there's absolutely no point in working with an influencer who might be based in Berkshire but has a huge audience in America because the American audience aren't going to buy what you do because you don't ship to them. So what's the point? Yes, it's going to build brand awareness for you in America, but those Americans aren't going to buy what you do because you're not shipping to America. So you've got to put that research in. You've got to put the effort in. So influencer marketing it's hugely powerful. It's got a massive amount of potential for every brand, for every business. You don't always have to spend a lot of money. You could reach out to somebody and say, if I give you this code, it will get your audience 10% off, and I will give you 5% of that saving that they are getting. So you're, they're going to get a little bit of money. Their audience is going to make a bit of a saving, and actually it's not really costing you anything. So there's lots of different ways of doing influencer marketing, but it's finding the right influencer first for your brand and then worrying about what kind of offer you're going to put in front of them. If you are approaching the likes of PewDiePie, then expect to spend tens, twenties, hundreds of thousands of pounds. If you are approaching somebody much smaller with maybe 10,000 followers or somebody even with 1,500 followers, but they've got a completely loyal audience of 1,500 people and those 1,500 people watch their content on a regular basis, they interact with their content on a regular basis, they're sharing their content on a regular basis, so their audience is slowly growing but not massively, you could maybe spend money with them because you know you're going to get that kind of engagement. £100 to get 1,500 people who are engaged and your right type of people is £100 well spent if you're spending a product that's maybe selling a product that's maybe a tenner because you're going to make £1,000 back potentially on that £100. It's not bad, is it? Um, anyway, hopefully you kind of understand influencer marketing a little bit more, what you need to do if you're going to try and work with an influencer for your brand, for your business. You have to go away. You have to go and look at who you want to work with, who's the right person to work for you. Are they in line with your ethics? Are they in line with your brand? Are they likely to want to work with you? And also, do they have an engaged audience? That they have 20,000 people and they get 2,000, two likes per, per photograph they put out on Instagram, or do they have 20,000 people and get 10,000 people liking their content on Instagram? It's a big difference. You've got to be really careful. Okay, if you've got any questions at all about influencer marketing, stick them into the comments right now, whatever platform you're on. I'll do my best to try and answer them if I possibly can do. And if I can't, I'll answer them in the next live. I'll go and get the answer for you, and I will come back with the answer in my next live, which will be on Friday. In the meantime, though, I've got a couple of questions that have come through, so we're going to go through those, and then if any questions come in, I'll answer them as well. Um, so on Twitter, I got this one. Nolan asked the question, what do you do when your followers are stuck in one place? You gain five, you lose five, for instance. So I'm in this position at the moment myself on Instagram, 
And it's just a case of just keep plowing on with the content. Keep putting your content out. What is it that you think maybe when you're putting content out might not appeal to some of your audience? Have you changed what you do, for example? Um, is it just not in line with your brand? Maybe you're looking at a piece of content, you go, that's my normal brand, I've posted this, and it's really not in line with the brand or the rest of my feed. Because sometimes followers will go to your feed and just go, oh, this is just a bit of a bit confusing, unfollow, because it's a bit of a mishmash, a bit scattergun. So you've got to, even though perfection's not important, perfection's not the most important thing when it comes to putting out content, the value is, but you've got to still have your brand flowing through your content, be it in video format, be it in written format, be it in your Instagram format, TikTok, LinkedIn, Snapchat, wherever you're putting your content, and it should really be everywhere, but wherever you're putting your content, your brand has got to flow through it, be it perfect or not. Perfection's not important, your brand really is. They're two very different things. Um, so I would make sure that's all the way through your your your, your feed on, on Instagram, for example, or wherever you're talking about. I would also make sure you're posting on a regular basis. Are you losing five people because you're not posting anything and then you post something and five more people go, oh, find your content and start following? Well, in that case, maybe if you posted more on a regular basis, those fives wouldn't leave and you get five every time you put something out. And so you'd keep growing your audience by five rather than losing five, gaining five, losing five, gaining five. Have a look at what you're doing. I, I can't give you a specific answer, Nolan, because you're not really giving me a huge amount of information. But those are some of the things I would look at for your content and see what's happening there. Um, okay, we have a question here from Orion who asked the questions, uh, what are some opportunities you are seeing right now for artists to capitalize on during this quarantine time? I've had a lot of questions come through from artists in general over the last, whatever it's been, 23 weeks. Uh, we went live seven days a week for 10 weeks. I had a lot of questions come through from artists. My answer is the same now as it was back then. Show people the process of what you do and how you work. Whether you are a musician, you're an artist, you're a glassblower, you are a, I don't know, a, like a collage creator, whatever it is that you do. Oh, I've got a, I've got a guest. <laughs> yes, darling. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, whatever it is that you do. He wants to spend time with me. Um, whatever it is, he's had all day with me, so don't worry, I'm not neglecting him. Um, whatever it is you do as an artist, I would 100% recommend showing people the process that you go through to create your art. If you are a musician, how do you sit down and write the lyrics? How do you come up with the beat? How do you create, create that music? Do you write music or do you just go into something like Garage Band and create the beats and the the symbols and everything else like that and create that beat and then put your lyrics over the top of it. How do you work? If you are a painter, what is it that's making you paint this particular piece in oils? But why did you come up with the idea for this particular piece? What are the sketches of when you originally came up with the idea where you're walking past a tree and you saw this particular shade of green through the sunlight and that's where you wanted to, to paint? Whatever it is, whatever that process is, people want to know the story. We live in this very voyeuristic age where people like to see behind the scenes, whether it's good or bad. Don't just always paint the, the perfect picture. If you make mistakes, show them. That's, that's what human being human is all about. So 
show them behind the scenes, show them that story, tell them the story about creating your content. Like I say, whether it's music or painting or glass or whatever you do as an artist, whatever you class yourself as an artist, and whatever the medium is you class yourself as an artist in, <clears throat> show them the process of creating a piece of your art. That's what really is going to get people interested. Now, that might not necessarily want to go on your main feed. So if you're talking specifically about Instagram, for example, I would put that kind of stuff into my stories. I would put that kind of stuff into my highlights, you know, the little highlights on your main profile page. I would put that kind of stuff into there. And then on my main feed, I would put the finished articles or maybe a selection of photos that take you from beginning all the way through to the end. Not necessarily the story that's connected, but the process, again, a little bit of the process. But tell that story. People love stories. People love to see behind the scenes stuff. It's why things like Love Island and Big Brother and even Strictly Come Dancing and things like that work so well because people connect emotionally to the people who are within those TV shows. And you, as a brand, as an artist, you want people to connect emotionally to you and the ethos behind your work, whatever your work might be. So you need people to connect with you in that way. And that's a really great way of doing that, showing them behind the scenes, showing them how the, you go through the process, how you've come up with this particular piece of artwork. Um, and that will really help you grow your audience on those channels, but also just help people connect with you on an emotional level. And people don't buy anything, artwork, shoes, computers, microphones, coffee mugs. They don't buy anything without a level of an emotional connection. People buy on emotion, even if that emotion is, I've got to have that because I really like it. They really like it, so that's the emotion that they have at that point to buy it. So build an emotional connection between people, and potentially they might even buy your art. But that's what I would do with Ryan. Hopefully that helps you out. Um, right, I'm going to have a quick check, see if we've got any more questions to come through. Um, absolutely, Mark is pointing out emotional shoes. You just never know. You never know. I've bought shoes on emotion before in the past where I've just gone, I've got to have them. I, I love those shoes. I really like them. Generally, it's a pair of Converse. So there's not a lot of emotions there, just more the case of they fit my big fat feet. But um, whatever the emotion might be, people buy an emotion. So, okay, right. Um, no more questions at the moment that I can see. So I am going to foxtrot Oscar. Uh, thank you so much for watching and joining me tonight. I know it's been a late one. It's been a weird day with no phone signal, no internet signal, all that kind of stuff. Um, but thank you so much for coming and watching um, even a late episode of Dazed and Confused. If you are brand new, whatever platform you're watching on at the moment, even if it's on the replay, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you follow um, and make sure that you uh, share this content as well with your audience. If you think anybody in your audience right now could get value from what I've been talking about tonight or on any of my other lives, share the content with them, get more people into the community, get more people talking, get more people asking questions. And then hopefully we can, uh, we can, we can do do lots of, of this and answering more questions. Um, but until next time, which will be Friday um, at around about 11-ish. But anyway, thank you very much for watching. Uh, stay safe. It's still strange times out there. Uh, but until Friday, have a good one and take it easy. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.